Hey, uh, Jimmy Valentine, that was a really great game-winning score you had there at the sporting event. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate that. You can look for that card really soon at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. They got tons of sports memorabilia. Jimmy Valentine, RKO Radio News. Jimmy, what makes Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics your favorite comic store in the Colorado area? I'm telling you, forget about it. A comic collector like me, I can save 20% on a hold slot. Duh. Plus, it's hard for me. I'm on the road all the time. If I want the amazing Spider-Man and I'm not around, it's in my hold slot. Jimmy Valentine, what do you have to say about your recent allegations about steroid use? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question, but I am going to tell you that if I want to get Magic the Gathering cards, I go to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. <laughs> the little square Jimmy Jr., he loves those. So go to 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Nevada, Colorado. They'll take really good care of you. Hold on, Jimmy. One Jimmy, more question. One more question Wait, no, no, don't go yet. Does this sound familiar? You're interested in purchasing that new action figure, but aren't sure if it's worth it? Well, come check out PlasticExplosion.com, where you can go to find all the latest and greatest action figure previews and reviews. Every week, they'll be bringing you reviews and picks from your favorite collections, such as DC Universe, Masters of the Universe Classics, Marvel Universe, Star Wars, Transformers, and many more. Come check us out at PlasticExplosion.com. That's PlasticExplosion.com. Barbecue that can't be beat. Try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust full flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores. Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop Off-Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. Thank you! And the fire is so delightful. Tip your waitresses. Welcome to the podcast. I am Ryan. To my left is... James. In front of me is... Brad. And we are the real nerds. I guess James didn't appreciate my wonderful singing I just did. I I didn't. I got visions of Die Hard. Nice. (laughs) Thank you, Brad, for recognizing my favorite holiday movie ever. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's such a cheap. No. That's not a cheap one. Everyone no, no, thinks it's not. What's your, is, bitch, what's your Die favorite? Bitch. What's your favorite holiday no, no, movie? Die Hard's a great movie. No, no. Okay, we're done. Really we're done. Movie. What's your favorite holiday movie? Oh, don't tell me. Uh, what is it? I know it. I know it. It's uh, a Christmas Carol. 1951. 1951. Yeah. 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 You and Paul Simon. Oh, we're so cool. Oh, it's a, it's a, a great movie. I have a kinship. Have you ever seen it? Hey, thanks, Paul. Thanks for being on our show. This is also not only is it right before Christmas here, but it's also yesterday was the apocalypse, and we survived. We are now in the post-apocalypse, so we're all going nice. to start having cool adventures and like being blind. And I'll be Spoilers. probably be stra- strapped to the front of a car and yeah. driven around. Well, you no, 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 you would start wearing like assless chaps, and I'll start like gathering up lots of gas. Nice, yeah. Brad, 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 Brad will learn how to throw. A, well, Brad, uh, will I'll do something. Well, Brad will be yeah. the smart guy, and that we have to keep around because. Oh. He knows like how to hack into to mainframes or something. Yeah, we're gonna know. have to get you a set of goggles. Oh man, they always die at the computer. In <laughs> they <those> do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're always like they find out the secret and then bam, dead. But did the will... guy in Judge Dredd this year die? The computer guy? I forget. Yes. Did doesn't he? Doesn't she? No, no, no. She he does. She she starts like, oh, I'm gonna stab you in your stomach, but then she doesn't. I think. Yeah, I think he makes it, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he does. Hmm. 
But <laughs> most anyways, of them. Show how memorable right. that was. Yeah. yeah. Just how memorable it was. Tune in next week for our film Splosion 2012. We won't, we won't be talking about that film. But by the way, I just want to say, Brad, your poster was <laughs> fucking amazing. Oh, it's thank so you. good. Thank you. It reminds me of one of those, either a hint book from the 80s or like <laughs> one of those science fiction, like horrible books that you'd get and it has that, you know, neon colors. and Yes, absolutely. That's how great your design was. It's thank so you. so cool. Glad so if you haven't seen that, so if you for. haven't seen that, you should uh, definitely check it out. You can go to our Facebook page, Real Nerds Podcast. You can go to realnerdspodcast.com, and it is on there. And yeah. it's also my profile picture. I think it's all of our profile picture. Right yeah, now. I think it is. Um, <laughs> it, it's beautiful. Yeah, that like that pink and purple, yeah. dude. When I got that, I you thought asked for 80s rec- style. So. I know. I, mean, I thought of Total Recall totally <laughs> when yeah. I saw it. Um, of course, that was in the '90s, but you know, yeah, that, that yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think everything Arnold Schwarzenegger made was in the in the '80s. Probably even Jingle All the Way was like that's an '80s. Movie. <laughs> yeah. um, in case you you've happened to stumble across us for the first time and you're like, who the fuck are these real nerds and who the fuck do they think they are? Uh, every week we go see a movie. This week we saw two, except for Brad, and we broadcast that experience to the world. We also go through our fan mail, which we get some of. Um, we also talk about something we've watched, and you can. There's lots of ways you can communicate with us. You can go to Twitter, real underscore nerds. The underscore is important because there's also another real nerds, unfortunately. Um, but you can also go to our Facebook page, Real Nerds. Just look us up on Facebook. Leave us a message. Realnerdspodcast.com is our website. You can leave us a message on there, and you can email us, realnerds at gmail dot com. Please do. You know what we can? You can do. You can totally call us too. Seven two zero six nerds five. There's so many ways to reach us now. That's yeah. what's great about modern technology is there's so many ways to reach out and touch somebody. And you can use any of those to call in or, or send us your top 10, top five list, whatever, yes. your, even just your vote for favorite movie of the year. Yeah. Because we're going to have an award next week for the fan favorite movie of yep. the year. And um, uh, so if, uh, Cora sent it to me. I won't reveal what she sent. Um, but Cora, I also want to say your new profile picture is adorable. <laughs> uh, just I'm just that's throwing that slight, out that's there. That's slightly creepy. Um the uh but yeah so so make sure you get those in yeah by, by before next week, the, 28th. the 28th we are yeah. recording on the 28th and brad's putting it up on the 28th ballsy dude ballsy wow brad has big old fucking balls <laughs> that he just christmas balls <laughs> um <laughs> film explosion balls yeah but yeah this week we saw this is 40 hooks in them sorry Quit fucking interrupting me james like ornaments like ornaments see god fucking damn it and it's just funny to imagine <laughs> that he has hooks hanging from his balls like ornaments. Like big Christmas ornaments. You know what? That joke's past, dude. It oh, sucks. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Skip to the end. It sucks balls. Skip to the end. It sucks ornament balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, anyways, we saw This is 40 and Jack Reacher this week. Me we and did. James did. So we'll be yeah. spoiling that for you at the end of the podcast. But the first thing we do on every podcast is dig into the mailbag, which is fan mail. Fan mail! Just a second, my phone uh, went to its lock screen. To be fair, God, what are those 2005? Come on, man. <laughs> the mailbag does not have to have fan mail in it. You can write in and tell us that we suck. Yeah, it could be. I've been hate waiting mail. for one of those. It could man. be shit mail. Yeah, big old piece of poop that's on fire on our <laughs> doorstep. <laughs> well, actually, actually, you cannot digitally send us a giant bag of sure you of could. Shit on there has to be a way to digitally send shit, like a picture of shit. Um, we really did get a message from this person, but he favorited one of our tweets, and it was Reggie, who we met at Comic-Con. Yeah. And uh, I just want to give a shout-out to Reggie. I haven't Thanks. heard from Reggie in a while. That's cool. Thanks for giving us a shout-out. I already mentioned that Cora sent us our list, her list of her favorite movies of the year. Her number one movie. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
I'm just going to say it's awesome. We're going to Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was like, don't spoil it. <laughs> I'm not spo- It's like it's my first fucking rodeo this year. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> scared me. What do I want to do, James? <laughs> Jesus Christ well, almighty. Sometimes if I don't put my hand up your ass, you don't know what to do. Um Kelly McQuaid, who is the costume designer on the battery, also sent us a message and she said I enjoyed Chili very very much. Thank you, Kelly. So did I. She was awesome. That, that was in reference, reference to the <laughs> fact that we we did an interview with with Dylan, who was the writer director of that this week. Yep. Collab.com. Check it out. Yeah. It is Gur8. Um Rafael Antonio Ruiz also favorited one of our tweets. Thank you so much. We met him at Telluride Horror. He directed the awesome short, which is called Oh, uh, Quiet Girl's Guide to Violence. Thank you. I don't say it anymore because I stumble over it and right. I sound like an idiot. Yep. It's not even that hard to say. Nope. I just can't do it. Once I yeah, guys tries to go into my mouth, it's just the hardest thing ever. You're not very good. That's what she said. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know what I oh, love? Dude. I love that Dan and Cora, when we ask them to do things, they do it. <laughs> my wife doesn't, so I really appreciate it. Hey, Dan, fly out to Denver for Denver Comic-Con. Let's see if that happens. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, anyways, he sent us a feedback for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, what yeah. I like about his email, too, is he wrote it how you're supposed to, abbreviated, with a B capital, the T lowercase, and V and S capital. <laughs> um, being a nerd and loving Buffy, I, I love yeah. it. Um, anyways, he says, greetings. In your previous podcast, you question why I'm a former Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. And unfortunately, the answer lies with the comics. Once I was oh. an enthusiastic fan of the series and bought all the seasons on DVD, read several of the novels, and even collected some of the trading cards. Cool. But the comics quickly cured me of my fandom, and I have little desire to revisit the series again. Huh. Much like George Lucas before him, I believe that Joss Whedon destroyed his own creation. Despite Buffy's lackluster seventh season, I had hoped for, season, I had hoped for the season eight comics. But it quickly became apparent after several issues that the characters were not the same. The tone had changed, and the story was going in directions I didn't want it to go. In short, I found that the Buffy the Vampire Slayer comic was not faithful to the series, and I turned into something that I didn't turned into something I didn't want it to be involved in. However, I was a fan of Angel after the Fall, which is the IDW one, which yeah. is a which is a, a kind of a different book. I, I read it. Um, I love Angel and Faith more. Oh yeah, well, that, and that's the thing. I think that I think he's right. Season eight is really inconsistent. Um, and especially like yeah it's a it's a big tonal shift because it it feels something like a, like a superhero book because yeah. there are so many slayers and i mean but that is sort of the natural progression of what happens at the end of season 7 um i think that where they are right now is really good and i disagree it's, with the idea that they are unfaithful to the characters I, especially I, the, angel uh, and faith the the uh billy the vampire slayer i love that two little Part. Oh, I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm a, I'm a couple uh, issues behind. It's but. it's good. Yeah. It's written by uh, uh, Jane Epstein or Marty Knox, and I forget which one. I, I'm horrible now, but Jane Espenson. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. Uh, I think it's Jane Espenson. I think you're right. I think I forgot the S in there. Anyways, no, no, I mean, no, I, mean I think um, that's who's writing it. Yeah. Uh, it's. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's. Yeah. It happens. What if a boy is a slayer? Ooh. And he has a watcher. Um, and it's again, it's dealing with alien um, being alienated because these two guys are gay. Yeah. So it, it's really and, good. And I would say, Dan, if you only read the first few issues, I think you should go back and for sure pick up the second series, which is uh, the one following Faith, which is written by Brian K. Vaughan. It's it's fantastic. Also, pick up the Chain, which we oh, talked about before, which is issue five. Uh, Joss Whedon says it is the best thing he's ever written, and I agree with him. It's, that issue is it will break your heart. It is it is what Buffy is about. Uh, at the core. If you didn't read that, I, I have to believe you didn't read that issue because 
it's amazing. It is. Because um, it'll keep you hoping that that book is going to get better even when it's not very good. And there's some parts um, in season eight that are really good. And oh, then, yeah. And then it, it stumbles a couple times. Yeah. And, and I think it the is ending overly is long. Muddled. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I'm still a fan of it. And I, I love George's Jaunty's art. So, yeah. Um, and then he continued, as for The Hobbit, Unexpected Journey, I found your review to be quite astute. Thank you. Though I enjoyed the film immensely. How do you know he's talking about you? He's talking about me, asshole. No, I was thanking him for us. <laughs> My God. <laughs> it wasn't uh, at the level of Lord of the Rings. A good portion of the film was superfluous and... Fe- super f- superfluous. Thank you. <laughs> I can't even read. Um, I think I'm getting old, man. Like I'm reading left to right, and sometimes the words are getting blurry. Well, if you had Wait, a real why, studio, why you could actually have some light in here. reading left to right? No, I mean, like, because... Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys in a little secret to me. I was born with uh, my left eye shut. Oh, and really? So um, my right eye, I have perfect vision. My left eye is less than perfect. Really? So sometimes when I read, I get headaches because I have to overcompensate my vision in my left eye with my right eye. And um, How come they never put like a patch over one eye like one of those kids? Um, I don't know. Like Maybe because my dad didn't want me to make, be made fun of or something. His dad's afraid of pirates. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I went to an eye doctor when I was in high school about it, and he says, well, there's nothing we can do now because you've corrected it through your own, Oh, I guess, not even thinking about uh-huh. it, so now you know a little bit about me. Um, Weird. However, it did recapture the epic feel that the first trilogy had, and I eagerly anticipate the coming films. Regards, Dan. I agree. Um, I think what it suffered from is you had to introduce all these characters into it. Yeah. I don't think that it's necessarily the movie's fault if that makes sense yeah. it's just necessary for the continuation of the journey of bilbo baggins well and now now that i've thought about it for a week i think that a, a, a real big part of it is that i i feel like we can't really judge it fairly by its on its own and that it, more than the lord of the rings it needs to be viewed once we've seen the whole trilogy mm. and then sort of and and that is unfair you know every the movie should be a we should be able to judge it on its own but the lord of the rings each of those movies is based on one book which has its own arc and has a natural place to wrap it up and the hobbit doesn't really have that mm-hmm. um and and for them to try and sort of force it onto that kind of a yeah uh, a sh- you know that structure. sort of bell curve structure is is not going to be real easy yeah uh, and i think it suffers a lot because i, I am curious to see what the second movie does because yeah. um because we're already gonna get to smog so you know right I, I don't know um it'll be interesting to see yeah. how they they the movie continues um, yeah because if if the second one they like go through the whole thing and kill smog spo- Wait, spoilers smog yeah uh Fucking spoilers asshole. But if if the second one is just a lot of action and fighting smog and all of that, then I think you could theoretically sort of step back and say, well, looking at those two movies as a whole, you might judge them differently. Sort of the way yeah. that I do with Kill Bill, where I I, I bought them on Blu-ray recently, and I don't really I I don't like Kill Bill one. I really don't. Hmm. But I like Kill Bill because um, I love Kill Bill two so much. Um, so I I think that there is room to judge a movie like that. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see next December. On how The Hobbit stands up. Yeah, it's a long wait. It is. One year. Done it before. So thank you, everybody, for sending us stuff. Remember, you have one week to send us your favorite movies of the year, which we will pick our fan favorite movie. Quick aside, do you know what's wrong with my eyes? Mm, sure. Well, I'm colorblind. Yeah. Um, but I've never had something... These pants that I'm wearing... I am too, James. I don't see people as colors. Oh. These pants that I'm wearing, they are apparently green. They are. I've been wearing them for months and thought they were brown. Um, I still think they're brown. Huh. I found out they were green today, and I, no matter what I do, I can't make them look green to me. 
Um, so now I just have to know, like, I'm going to write in Sharpie on the leg, like, green. You know what's it's hard for me to understand is how people are colorblind. I'm not, like, trying to pick on you. Just no, To know. me, it doesn't make sense. It's Be- weird. Cause it's, I, yeah. And I think it's getting worse. Hmm. In a few years, man, everything's going to be brown. Like, have you ever tried not to read something? Does that make any sense? Like, you're looking at the sign and says, I read that, and you, you don't even think about it. But it says, what right. it would it be like to if you didn't understand the words? Yeah. Yeah, I've done that. But you can't? untrain yourself to read i don't well, know well i usually think about it in context of like well if we're in a different language you know like how do people view english if they don't speak english yeah, yeah kind of exa- thing? exactly yeah, yeah you I know because that. i guess that's a perfect example because when i take french and i read when i was in paris i would read it as french but my brain would would it, it as english, english. Yeah. english yeah so I, it has to be the same thing yeah it's it's really weird and i've never had something like this before where i can't make it the color that it actually is usually if i see something wrong and you tell me it's green mm-hmm. i can make it green with my mind sure but i can't do that with these pants so if you you're at a stoplight what if the stoplight is like uh not vertical it's horizontal i just run over children <laughs> i don't even not even i will find them they so might not even if be you're in the, in the city of portland oregon <laughs> james is like james yeah. is like red stop yellow slow down brown go <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyways thanks make sure you send those in to us please by december 28th and if you don't send it in we're not gonna hold it against you yeah we're we're impressed we have fans if you get it in late we'll probably still read it on the show not totally so now is the time of the show everybody loves yay stuff we've been watching so uh yeah this is the stuff we've been watching kind of a light week for me um well because I only watched two things, but I watched the complete seventh season of How I Met Your Mother. It, oh. w- it was on sale um, for fourteen ninety nine. Um, thanks, Amazon. And uh, you know, watching those shows, you realize how smart the writers are mm-hmm. and how many clever little nods they have in the show. Um, I-, I was I- I, there's a great episode in there where they're at uh, basically a Benihana's and yeah. Uh, Lily's pregnant, so her boobs are getting really big, and Barney really wants to touch him, and so he sets up this long, drawn-out thing where he trained with a Benihana chef, and so uh, so the, he, they want to go to this restaurant, and he's sitting there trying not to be impressed by what they do. He says, I could do that, and so they said, no, you couldn't, he's, he's, and so they want to bet, and if you know anything about Barney's character, anytime he does a bet, he's going to go for it totally, yeah. and so they told him he had to do all the special tricks he does. And then he could grab her boobs for one minute and squeeze them. And uh, <laughs> and so it turns Aww. out that he went to like the, the classes to learn how to do it all just so he could have this moment where he could do it with. Uh, it's it's a really long joke, but it's yeah. really fucking brilliant. And that's when that show is best is when they're just doing little one off episodes like that. Yeah. Because um, like the, recently um, and I had this actually on my list because recently I think that show um, in season eight now has, is getting a little bit. Like, it was going into weird places, and I was like, why are you doing this? But this week, did you see it this week's mm. episode? Okay, shit. Uh, talk about something that. big happens, which you knew was coming. Yeah, I heard there's a really big twist. I was reading my Entertainment Weekly, and they yeah. mentioned it. Yeah, so uh, something big finally happened, and it, it, it revealed that a lot of the silly stuff that's been happening was all another ploy on the part of Barney. Um which was good because I felt like, oh, okay, good. We're we're undoing all this stupid shit you've been doing. Um, but it's still like anytime they do their some of their big ideas episodes, those are the ones that don't um, pan out as well as like 
like the episodes where Marshall's dad dies. Yeah, you know? but like I also those, think too, those personal episodes are the ones that are so good. Sometimes where it gets clever is it's because it's the way that Ted's telling the story. It's not necessarily what happened. Right. It's just the way he remembers it happening. Yeah. The 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 one that I always think is really funny, but really, um, I don't know, so far fetched is when they're making the GMB bank into a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes. Ah. I mean, I would love to have a building shape of Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex, but. Barney, I don't think, would go for it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the long-running joke in that one, the duck tie is really brilliant. Um, yeah. And, this, you know, anytime there's slap bet going on. But I love the show. I really do. Uh, it's it's one that I found on accident when I was at Circuit City, and the first season was, like, six bucks. Oh, wow. And uh, I've loved it ever since. So, you know, pick it up, and you'll you'll be surprised how sometimes some sitcoms still really do very well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, How I Met Your Mother. Uh, the other one I got was I was at Best Buy picking up presents for people and they have that save station and I, I was like, fuck this, I'm going to get Last Action Hero on Blu-ray because I haven't seen it in a long time and I love that movie and I so I picked it up on Blu-ray because I'm guessing they'll never have a special edition of that. <laughs> no. Especially after I after I watched it, I went back and I read articles about it where it cost them like $90 million and it only made $50 million at the box oh, wow. office or something. It's like one of Schwarzenegger's biggest bombs. Wow. Is um, it at least in widescreen? It is. It's <laughs> You know, and actually, I didn't even, because uh, it was on Blu-ray, there's so many lens flares in it, I didn't remember at all. Huh. And there's there's colors that pop off the screen. Um, sometimes it doesn't look that good, but there's moments. Uh, the, the One, if you haven't seen Last Action Hero, you really should. It's basically meta before meta was cool where you're telling people what's going on in movies it's schwarzenegger playing himself playing an action hero in an action movie which sounds really complicated but it's pulled i think the movie's brilliant i really do um especially watching it again there's so many goofy lines that i don't remember or i kind of missed uh one of my favorites one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is when the Danny kids in his car and they, you know, he points and he says, all I have to do is drive around a neighborhood, point at a house and say the bad guys are in there. And so he goes up there and he's talking to the henchman and, uh, he knocks on the door and the, the servant comes up and he says, can I help you? He says, yes, we're in the neighborhood killing drug dealers and it's a beautiful morning. Is there any drug dealers in the house? <laughs> and so he leaves and he comes back and, uh, and that they're having this banter back and forth. And I always knew he said, why would I wasting my time with a square like you? But there's also, I don't know if it's because it's the remix on Blu-ray, but he says, why am I wasting my time with a, a pussy five and dime square like you when Whoa. I could do something more dangerous like rearranging my sock drawer? And <laughs> so stuff like that. I mean, what did he just what say? The hell? And so I was going, I watched it like twice um, and I love the little Hamlet bit in it. It's be- brilliant. Uh, I do think the ending kind of drags on a little too much. Maybe... 10 minutes too long but it's still a great movie hmm. and um yeah you know stuff like you want to be a farmer here's a couple of acres kicks <laughs> a guy in the nuts um and there's also a little funny bit where you know uh they the guys shoot up schwarzenegger's ex-wife's house jack's later in the movie like jack reacher and uh <laughs> so anyways he's uh he's in there and screech is like the goofy kid's name or something and he says uh Mr. Slater, I saw the car that the bad guys drive away. And Schwarzenegger says, good for you. <laughs> like it's the, the dumbest line, but it's so funny the way he says it. And, uh, oh, man. And the captain at the end, when he's yelling at him, he says, fuck, like four times. 
He's like, you got it. I'm like, this is PG-13? <laughs> he got away with it because he's just mumbling words. But yeah. I was, he's, I don't know if my mind was playing tricks on me, but I was listening to Surround Sound. He said, fuck, at least four times. <laughs> wow. So they pulled one over on the MPAA. And, you know, there's a nerve gas with farts. <laughs> you, you have to see this movie. Um, man. And it also has a Sony mini disc player. You guys remember those? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very briefly. Oh, yes. Late 90s. Yeah. Oh, I knew a kid, like a rich kid in my class who had one of those, and I was really jealous. Yeah. I'm not jealous of <laughs> no, him anymore. No, you shouldn't be. Um, it actually, it has, when he changes it to a new ACDC mini disc, um, <laughs> he's flying over, and uh, they're driving away after this car is chasing him, and in the background, the car like flies over, hits a gas truck, explodes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the kids say, oh, man, I'm sorry. I puked in the back of your car. And Troy says, oh, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Uh, or he says, I thought I was going to die. And he says, I'm sorry to disappoint you. You're going to miss out on all of life's fruits. Your first divorce, premature ejaculation, and your first pimple. <laughs> it's a kid's movie. It's funny. You know That's that funny. ACDC song you can only get on that soundtrack? Really? Yeah. What? Wow. So if you ever see that soundtrack, uh, pick it up. Feel like he's <laughs> or, ACDC. Or just go on the internet and get it. Yeah, I'm maybe sure someone's pirating it. it so. No, no, I'm sure you can get it on Amazon I, and just buy that song. I've looked on iTunes. It's not there. Really? Yeah. Wow. So you're serious. Like, it really the only place. Do you want to know something about Man. that movie, though? It was nominated for Best Soundtrack at the Academy <laughs> Awards. They had a Best Soundtrack? Not or, Best Score. Or Best Song or something. I don't know. I was looking at it. Oh, up. probably Best Song. Probably that ACDC yeah. song. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you should totally pick up Last Action Hero. I think it's six seven six bucks i don't remember it's yeah. cheap i think they've got it at walmart too <laughs> on blu-ray uh there's no special features it doesn't even have trailers the trailers <laughs> that were on it because it connects to blue blu-ray live was all these new sony movies coming out oh yeah like had men in black three and stuff I was like, oh, all right. well, <laughs> no no uh last action hero trailer though which is weird anyways that's what i watched this week who would you like to go next ryan i don't care somebody just fucking talk Brad, you go. I always go second. Okay. Give me a minute. Okay. Um, what I watched? I watched Comic Book Man again. The yeah, whole nice. first season. Yeah, I watched the the last episode. That one's really good. Yeah, I I, I burned through them. Like, all, all together, they were fun watch. Like, for an hour show, I didn't feel like I was wasting yeah. hours of my day. I guess it's 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, about commercials. And then I also watched um, From Russia With Love. Which oh, is James the Bond? second James Bond film, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, and it's uh, hard to follow. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't hold up much, huh? Does it? It doesn't hold up much. Uh, like, is it still? Is there still cool stuff in them? Because I haven't seen it in a long time. There's a lot of cliche James Bond stuff, like yes, one-liners, and uh, I'm trying well, to think but, of any. But it was a, they were they, were they wouldn't have been cliche but, back then. Yeah. Well, yeah. Been like. Oh, yeah, I remember the last movie well, he made a joke like that, too. Well, that's cool. Well, there's Dr. No, and it just seems like... I I, huh. remember, I don't remember Dr. No too well, but I feel like they just took all the, you know, which is cliche James Bond stuff from that movie, and amplified it into this one. Yeah. And that's, like, all for Russia Love mm-hmm. might be? I don't know. I was kind of half watching it, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I also watched Breakfast at Tiffany's, which is... That is good? I've never seen it. That's like, Aubrey Hepburn, right? Yeah. Again, I haven't seen it either. Half watching it. It's but a Truman Capote novel. It, it seems like the whole movie's just uh, Audrey Hepburn being cute. And eating that breakfast. Awesome. I, I couldn't follow the story. There's no breakfast. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? There's no breakfast? At the, they don't serve There's breakfast There's no breakfast at Tiffany's? at Tiffany's, guys. Oh, man. It's all a sham. The breakfast represents her desire to 
cat extravagant things. Is from that Tiffany's. streaming? Oh. No, it was on DVD. Hmm. You yeah. bought it? No, I watched it with a friend. Oh, okay. Uh, um, <laughs> what else did I watch? Uh, <laughs> breakfast and shit. Last week I watched Inglorious Bastards and forgot to talk about it, but I guess. That movie's good. Yeah. Which one? I don't know. Inglorious Bastards. Bastards. Oh, they said In Laura's Bass. I don't know what <laughs> you said. In, in Laura's Bastards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that movie's um, great. Yeah, we've talked about how great that is before. Um, I watched uh, Mallrats. Obviously, that's great. Um, James, help me out. I'm, no, I'm forgetting the important one. <laughs> oh, oh, Rounders. Well, yeah, Rounders. Yes, yes. The Matt Damon right. one? Yeah. Yeah. Is there that's another one? one? That's a good movie. Is there another one? No, I was just, just making <laughs> Matt sure. Matt Damon he one? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, remembered a, he remembered some movies about people playing poker. <laughs> with Matt Damon sure and Edward Norton. It was the one with Matt Damon in it, yeah. yeah. I only make a big deal out of it because I've been playing Rounders and then falling asleep like three times <laughs> prior to this watching where I finally got through to the end. It's not about but falling asleep because you were going to bed, not falling asleep because you were bored by the movie. It could be either. I don't know. Oh, I, I, at first, movie. I thought it was that I was just too tired, but I think like by the end of it, I was like, I may have fallen asleep because I just wasn't that interested in what was going on. Oh, it is kind of a slow-moving movie. I do, and there's oh, very little poker in it at all. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's more about those two dudes helping a friend out. Yeah. who will you know, and his relationship with will um, bite you in the ass. You know, uh, Gretchen Mole. Yeah, yeah. Who's I don't know. Seems kind of shallow. Like you lied to me, and I can't forgive you. And then at the end, she's like, "Call me sometime." Even <laughs> though the solution of the movie was to gamble more, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I felt like she shouldn't have been interested in taking him back. Like, John Malkovich is really good in that, though. Yeah, yeah. He's, He's usually good. pretty good at most movies. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen. We were like, John Malkovich sucks. Gretchen Mole though is one of those weird actresses who took a long time to get good. Because like honestly, if you go back and watch the Thirteenth Floor, <laughs> oh. Man. Is there a reason to go back and watch the Thirteenth Floor? I wouldn't blame <laughs> her for it. No, no, no. There's not. Um, I feel like it's a good movie. It's just a really slow, yeah, exhausting a, movie. Yeah, to watch. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's a drama that just yeah keeps on going. You, yeah, there's there's there are a lot of times when the peop, Ed Norton fucks shit up, and you're like, oh god damn it, <laughs> come on. Buddy. I know. Yeah, like Why how are you can being he such an asshole? You're, you're, it kind of makes you wonder what really is his motivation for being such a screw up yeah to like why would he like obviously he was really good friends but matt damon didn't screw him over right so yeah it's weird yeah he's just that's a good movie, though. but anyway that's all i think i watched all you can remember you watched all i can remember you I gotta watched. keep a list yeah i know i know in your description of and them and your reviews this. of them aren't like mine where i tell people what scenes i love and is i saw this whatever dude i've seen like so many movies this year i I can't remember uh, the ones I saw. I'm really, I am really getting worn out at this point, because uh, I saw I added six movies that I had not seen to my list of movies I saw this Did year. Did you really? Six. Fuck. That includes the two we saw for today. I kept on trying to go see uh, movies this week, but I'm so fucking busy sometimes it pisses me off. Yeah, me too. I meant to see like Hyde Park on Hudson and yeah. the two we were supposed to, I was supposed to see this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hitchcock one, I wanted to see. But. One was on Netflix. One I went to the theaters, and well, three I went to the theaters, and two I rented. Um, but I'm going to start off with the best one of mm-hmm. the week, uh, which was Hitchcock. I got a chance to finally see Hitchcock, um, and it's really, really good, I think. Um, what's you interesting think or is, you know, James? That's not be no, wishy-washy no, no, on your review. Uh, well, well, I think that it's really good. Okay. Yeah. That sounds um, better than it. It's really good, I think. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really good, I think. You may think differently, but I mm. think it's really good. I may um, think it sucks, Hitchcock. What's, what's really interesting about it is it, it really follows... <laughs> It's not just Hitchcock. It's both him and his wife. Um, I mean, I, I think Helen Mirren is maybe in the movie uh, 
eighty percent of as much uh, of how much Anthony Hopkins is. Like they they have a lot of scenes, and she has a lot of scenes without him. Um, and it's uh, it's a sort of about their relationship and how they got through Psycho together. Um, Boring. Move along. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> um, no, that's what that's the thing though. It's actually not boring because about no a third of the way in or so it starts turning into this there's a lot there begins to be all this like intrigue and it starts turning into a hitchcock film honestly like characters start communicating with each other by simply leaving mementos in certain places you see scarlett johansson naked no i don't want to hear this anymore um (laughs) no it's implied a lot and they taught she she walks yeah she's playing janet lee um she's in a lot of tight dresses and there's a lot of like him, cre- him creepily watching her walk around, um, but no, there's no, there's no nip. But I mean, there's also to... there's also no Anne Heche asshole in the movie either. <laughs> Wait, what um, movie do you see Anne Heche's asshole in? This in? remake of Psycho. Uh, if you posit- Kevin Smith found this, <laughs> yeah, popularized Kevin it. Smith found this. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Smith, or no, or was it Crazy. Ralph Garland? James is also a guy no, with glasses is, and a is, beard. Yeah, Kev- I'm pretty sure it was Kevin Smith. I was um, making fun of you for oh. implying that. <laughs> oh yeah, you're trying to put it on somebody else. <laughs> no, no yeah. I, I, I only know about you know who it people who believe did this. Kevin Smith, not me. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, Kevin Smith slowed down Psycho, Gus Van Sant's Psycho, and found that in one frame you can see Anne Heche's asshole. Um, anyway, so go check that movie out. Well, I think it's streaming on Netflix. I'm going to fucking watch it. And I'll, uh, I'll report back today no, if here's the th- you I, see Anne I know for asshole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so there starts being all of this intrigue, and um, but it, it's, it's really good. I think it, it delves both into sort of um, where he was as a filmmaker at the time and what his motivations for making Psycho was as well as sort of how it was taxing on him um, and their relationship and uh, and gives you a lot of insight into how movies were made at the time and how he worked and, and you know, I'm sure that a lot of it is fictionalized, you know. I can't say how much of it is, is real, but as a, as a movie itself, as a story itself, I think it's really good and interesting. Um, and, and Helen Mirren, if it weren't for how amazing Sally Field is in Lincoln. This is Helen Mirren's performance is maybe my favorite. I always thought she was so cute for how old she is. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? um, I mean, I probably won't she, fuck her, but I think she's cute. I don't. I don't want to <laughs> say too much about the plot. <laughs> God damn it! I don't want to say too much about the plot of this movie, but um, there are some really good scenes where, without saying anything, we can tell sort of how heartbreaking and hurt she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, that, yeah, and that's the thing they don't talk that way to women though. Yeah, I've read that before about him. Um, It gives you a really interesting insight to how he treated the women around him, Um, because it it focuses not just on her, but also um, Scarlett Johansson and. uh, I know uh, the lady who was in the Birds refused to ever work with him again because how horrible he she was he was to her. I forget her name though. Um, Shoot, what's her name from Seventh Heaven? The uh, Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel is also in it, Hmm. Um, and her character gives you a little insight to how he treats women Hmm. and how he views women. Um, And the other thing is that. People have talked a lot about the makeup, and the makeup isn't... It doesn't make Anthony Hopkins look like Alfred Hitchcock, um, but it makes him look enough not like Anthony Hopkins that you forget about Anthony Hopkins most of the time. Um, but you you were never going to cast anybody in this movie who was going to look like look like Alfred Hitchcock. That was never going to happen. Um, and you were never going to cast anybody in this role who is better than Anthony Hopkins, because Anthony Hopkins is great. Uh, he like that voice especially he, that voice is so good um, hmm. so I heard? think it's really it's it's one of those things that like it's a little bit weird but you get used to it like if you just see the promo pictures it looks weird but you get used to it in the movie and then it, it becomes convincing have uh, you seen that other Hitchcock movie they're making with Toby Jones it came no. out on HBO it's called uh, 
I forget what it's called, but uh, yeah. he looks pretty, yeah, a lot closer to Hitchcock than he's he's looking at him now. Um, <laughs> so oh, that guy. Yeah, but that guy, I feel like he has so small of a face, you could just put uh, Alfred Hitchcock's whole face on his face, <laughs> and that would make him look like. Um, oh yeah, I see it here. I I don't think that's more convincing. Not at all. Does Anthony Hopkins ever go good evening in the movie? Uh, yes. Excellent. It actually starts. It, it's bookended by him talking to us as as part of Alfred Hitchcock presents. Awesome. Oh, so he's cool. actually he's actually giving us this story, this movie story, as an episode of ha- Alfred Hitchcock presents. You make me want to see cool. that this yeah. week, James. It's really good. Um, I I will I think say it's this. At Denver West. If you don't, if we don't talk about it next week, you will be able to read about it next week for mm. sure. Um, well, well, not next week, but after when, whenever I post my top twenty list, you only do. Top, I'm gonna put all of them up like I did last year. Me too. I, I like having a. I like having one where I'm picking the best ones. I don't necessarily want to have them all on there. Easy. Eighty some movies. God damn. Well, you know what? I my top twenty will still be on there along with the other movies and how I felt about them. <laughs> so if you want a complete wrap up of this year in movies, read my blog. Don't read James's. <laughs> uh, I also got a chance to see Ruby Sparks this week, which Brad watched. Um, and I pretty much agree with what you said. I think that th- there's some some neat little moments, and especially early on, it's pretty touching. Uh, but but I also kind of hate that guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, he turns into a complete asshole. Um, and I don't like. I'm not suddenly moved, and I don't th- find it romantic that of what ha- what happens at the end. Um, it's just sort of weird. And, and because then they start in order to test the relationship, they start doing things that feel very written you know what i'm saying like they introduce these elements to try and make it tougher than it should be um where i think it would have been more interesting if if it were just like well then he takes his perfect girlfriend to see to meet his parents or to meet other people in his life and and she sort of is a foil and reveals to him that he is shitty to those people um and that is what strains their relationship that that because she's a real person she starts seeing the way he treats other people and that tests it instead of what they do which is basically just like well she's perfect and then one day she didn't want to hang out with him so you know spoilers for the movie a little bit but this is a third of the way in um he starts he starts messing with her you know um which is an interesting idea but it doesn't it doesn't really delve into really interesting character stuff the way that that a a better movie would have um, what, what, what? You I know thought, what? I Every time I see it. Paul Dano, I'm like, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> uh, I thought you saw this movie too. I haven't. Hmm. I wanted to. Did someone else? But then you both have now said it's okay, so I don't know if I'm going to rush out and see it. Yeah, if you want to see a better movie, go see Butter. Or it's, Rent Butter. It's, it's Butter? Yeah, Butter. Um, is which butter is better? <laughs> uh, I, it, it's, not, it's not a great movie. Can't um, catch me. <laughs> she got laid <laughs> Brad also saw this movie earlier, um, and it's the movie where there are some people and they're making butter carvings, um, and it mostly is about what Jennifer Garner, who is this wife. Up. I hate you so much. Greased up um, deaf guy for all those Family Guy fans out there. Family Guy's not as funny as this movie. Yeah, Greased up deaf guy should call in some week. <laughs> he should. Hey, real nerd, what's up? You ain't gonna catch me. I don't even want to be on this. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, it, it's it's... This this wife of Holy this guy who shit, makes a it lot was of a butter. Up deaf guy who just God called in. <laughs> you assholes. Sweet. So it's, a good, it's a good movie. It's funny. Um, my one my biggest problem with this movie is that if it weren't for the few times that they say fuck 
And the one time that Olivia Wilde goes down on on uh, boobs, Ashley Green. No, there are no boobs. There's a really pointy shirt at one point, but other than that, uh, it's just those two things so that make it, it R. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Brad, jer- Brad's jerking off in the corner. No, I'm not, um, guys. They can't Brad see just that. blew his load no, thinking about no, Olivia Wilde's pointy shirt. <laughs> it was all in the shirt, I'm sure. Um, I was thinking about the part where he's like, "Oh, you're so beautiful," and then she goes. I was raped by my father. No, she no. She <laughs> Wait, says what? She said no, no. She says, "Oh, I think I think you're the only man who loves me." And he goes, "Oh, I'm sure plenty of people love you. You know, like your father." And she goes, "My father raped me." Because she's just trying to get him to like attach to him, Wait. S- her, so that she he'll pay for her rent. She's okay. a, she's a stripper, and she's giving him a lap dance, mm. and she's talking about oh I you know oh she tells him oh my real name is Brooke, as if that's really her name, um, and. Uh, and then yeah, she's doing all this like really. It's a, it's a really great scene, um, but she's doing all this stuff to try and make it and make her seem like a real charity case. And like oh, because at one point she uh, she goes, "You're such a good man," like like really trying to endear him mm-hmm. so that so that then he'll give her like twelve hundred dollars for sex. You just come as I want to give you money now. You really endeared me to yeah. You <laughs> sold that. My father raped me, and you're a good man. Here's um, my money. <laughs> anyway. Jackman's in it. The movie is good. It's too bad that it's not PG thirteen because it really would be more core, accessible. It's, a, it's yeah, exactly. Like then I could tell my parents to see it. I had a lot of people. Um, I, I read a lot of reviews that uh, critics didn't like it. I think that the one thing about it that's a little off putting is that somebody told Jennifer Garner to do like her best Sarah Palin impression, um, and it comes off way cheesier than everything else in the movie. Hugh Jackman also is is kind of weird, but in in a way that like if he were the only thing that were weird. It would just it it it'd be okay. Just be like Hugh, dial yeah. it down. Well, <laughs> no, he'd be that one quirky character where they're like, oh, that's funny, but it's not so much quirk throughout the whole film. You know what I'm saying? Just a little a little snippet. Um, but anyway, I, I think you should definitely check it out. Uh, it it was a it was a fun one. Um, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because the rest of it is sort of heart. Yeah, there's some heartwarming stuff in there about this little girl who's getting adopted by Alicia Silverstone. And Rob She's Cordry. still alive? And Rob Cordry. Yeah, she is. She did a vampire movie this year. Yeah, it was called Vamps. Yep. Yeah, it was. And no Remember I it. made Clueless with Amy Heckerling. Um, before I go into the very last thing I saw, I also saw Lincoln again this year. We're this week. We'll talk about that next week for sure. Um, I watched John Carter, which we won't talk about next week, but I think that movie is better when you watch it a second time hmm. because all of the weird exposition problems, you're just like, ah, oh, I know what's going to happen. No big deal. And you move on so you can actually have fun with that movie. Um, and I read, I watched the battery this week, which you will be able to read about in a few days. But you didn't bring it to me, so I can't watch it again this week. Oh, fuck me! You're a fucking ass. I'll mail it to you. You're gonna mail it to me? All right, yeah. I expect it in the mail. You're gonna have to <laughs> mail it. No, I won't get it till fucking next week. Anyways. Yeah, let's risk <laughs> losing it. Thanks. I'll, I'll find a. I'll find the a only copy. God damn it! We can get another one. Son of a maybe not. Bitch, motherfucker! Can you burn Blu-rays? I can if you give me seventy-four bucks. <laughs> oh shit! No, fuck that. <laughs> um. Anyway, the last thing I saw uh, was Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie. Shroom! Um, awesome. Which was on <laughs> Netflix. Um, My boy's going to have an open casket. <laughs> shoot him in the face. I um, Let's just riff while he's trying to explain totally. it. Totally. Because we know he's going to say he's, he hates it. So <laughs> No. What? Uh, well, no, I am going to say I hate it. Um, but what about when they throw their kid in the air and they use him <laughs> to distract him okay, and they shoot okay. him? <laughs> Here's the thing. So... The very first few minutes of this movie, I was I, like, I sat down, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna watch this thing because they liked it so much, and I'm probably not gonna like it." But <laughs> same old Bloom. thing, choose to like this movie. And the first few minutes, I was like, "Okay, 
Okay, this is weird. <laughs> Same normal weird stuff. Okay, um, but the problem is that as good as some of the sequences are, Chef they're also <laughs> yes, Chef Goldblum is amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, Chef Goldblum is amazing. Throwing the kid in the air is amazing. Um, <laughs> Holding old people hostage 15, and punching them is awesome. <laughs> Fifteen minutes of uh, one of them getting shat on in a bathtub, <laughs> not amazing. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of sequences in there where it feels like they or the se- the, the actually all of the stuff involving the like weird trance um like the weird massage parlor like the commercial, the, the, the longest commercial in the world for that thing um all of that stuff it's the, the wolf in the pizza court <laughs> it's the same just stupid bullshit we, we can't make um, this stuff up this actually happens in this movie yeah it all it does uh, um, tonight or there were things there were things like yeah <laughs> Um, what's this, Mister Mister Farrell? What? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Shoots them. <laughs> God damn it! Um, Torture their anyway. moms. Oh, I man. think it's really inconsistent. It is. I do. I mean, um, but there's so many. Uh, I, I I knew you wouldn't like it as much as I did because yeah. I, I love these kind of stupid movies like this. Um, I, I love the little subtleties. I love when he notices his son and he makes him like walk around like a horse. Oh, oh <laughs> the the entire thing of the whole son plot I thought was genius. <laughs> and in a better movie, I would have thought it was the funniest thing all year. The whole idea that like he meets this guy and, <laughs> and his, son, his son and, <laughs> and just kneels down and is like, "You're gonna be my son now," and takes this guy's son <laughs> and and how passive the father is. Oh my god, it's brilliant. But it's surrounded by completely stupid bullshit. Um, I don't know. Will Forte is really funny as a sword guy. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> he is. You'll buy my fucking swords. Yeah. You're going to love my fucking swords. I might include it in yeah. my top ten just you know, make sure we can. <laughs> God damn it. No. Um, yeah. Uh, if I ever need a douchebag with a mustache, I'm totally casting Will Forte. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I heard so what else did you want to say about it, James? Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I think I, I think that through all of your ranting, I was able to say what I needed to say. And so um, it's not going to be in your top ten, is what you're oh saying? Oh no, no, <laughs> no. Is it worse than Twilight? Um, yes. Think no. about that. No, it's not. Worse, it's not worse. Than <laughs> it makes more sense than Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, actually, no, no. Twilight makes more sense than this, and Twilight makes no sense at all. But yeah. Because cause that's the thing. When you guys talked about it, you never talked about, like, the actual story. Like, I honestly Is there a thought, story? <laughs> yes. I honestly thought that it was going to be, like, an episode of the show where it was just skits and stupid shit. Um, it is. When they go into Will Ferrell's office, he makes them watch Top Gun for no reason. Oh, my God. Three <laughs> times. Um, which, which, that's the thing. I think that it wants to be UHF, but it is nowhere near mm. as smart or as fun or as coherent as UHF is. Um, cause it has the same sort of like, here's a stupid reason for us to do skits. Um, but they're, they're, they're nowhere as, well, as it's cool. different types of humor though, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of them is intelligent. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything about bad about Weird Al. I love Weird Al. <laughs> um, Ted Mosby helped him write like a surgeon. <laughs> Weird yeah, Al's in true. How I Met Your Mother. That's is true. great. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's also in Halloween too, in case you guys were the Rob Zombie yeah. one. Yeah, he is. And, uh, what is it? Loaded weapon or naked gun? Uh, no, spy hard. Spy hard. Yeah, yeah. He's, I say he's not in loaded mm. weapon one, which by the way is a great movie. They should make MacGruber too. Anyway, that's what I saw this week. It's a lot of shit. 
It's all right. That's what we do, guys. We watch movies. Especially this late in the year, man. You got I'm, it. I'm waiting for January when I get to start <laughs> watching shit like Homeland just because I can't. Just because why not? Dude, and Texas Chainsaw 3D, January 4th. Yeah, I'm not waiting for that part. I still think Hansel and Gretel doesn't look that bad. I think it looks fun. Mm. It's got. I I think it looks awful, but I, it's got one of the most obnoxious like standees that I've ever seen. Where it's supposed, it's trying about. to be like a three D, you know, like the big cardboard mm-hmm. things. Oh man, it's trying to be like three D. Dude, it's, it's really obnoxious. Jeremy Renner's so hot it's right got now. These, it's got the most fake painted on boobs on Emma Arterton, like ever. See, you know, I don't. I notice how wonderful of an actress she is. You notice her breasts. You do not, because she's not. I don't even know. What else is she in? I don't even know who she is. Uh, she was in Quantum of Solace. Was she? Yeah. Sure, she, whatever. Uh, she gets covered in oil and dies. She's Strawberry Fields? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think she was in something else recently as well, but who cares? Guess what, guys? Prince Let's check Persia. those box office numbers. This is the box office stats. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, it was, it was The Hobbit at $84 million. Yep. Which is the biggest opening ever for December. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And, and yet people are disappointed. Out, so. What? And yet people are disappointed by that. Like, yeah, oh, I yeah. didn't make a hundred. Me. Well, it's weird. Well, you know, in the winter, it's like the longevity. I mean, look at something like Lincoln. I think it's oh, Lincoln's at $115 million, And what did it open at? $20 million? So Yeah. Lincoln's had some long legs. It does, because the movie's great. Well... And the opening weekend for Fellowship of the Ring, forty-seven million. So that's still almost twice what, well, you know, at least close to what uh, twice. So it's holding its audience, and that's the most important yeah. thing because yeah. you knew it wasn't going to be as. It might not yeah. make as much money as Lord of the Rings, but the point is, is to sustain it enough so they can make two more movies. Yeah, which I think it will. Um, I, I the Hobbit was the movie I was the most worried about this year. Shit, it's even more than Return of the King was opening weekend because Return of the King was seventy-two. So that that means that it's still climbing as far that whole series is concerned, um, which yeah, why anybody would be disappointed? Why are you setting unfair expectations for movies, Brad? I didn't set those expectations. You just said that you were disappointed by. I know. I was saying studios were disappointed. Were I know. Dicks. <laughs> Get that dick out of your ear, James. Oh, it's only in the one ear. <laughs> Thanks, Box Office Mojo. You do such a great job tracking box office numbers. Thanks. What's released this week? DVD releases and Blu-rays. It's it is a weird week because Christmas is Tuesday. It is. That's um, weird. So Christmas. It's it's really just the words. <laughs> is that the Bradley Cooper one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That Bradley Cooper movie, The Words, is out this week. Um, as well as there's a Mass Effect like animated movie, and The Well Digger's Daughter. Oh, dude, the Well Digger Daughter. That one's tight. <laughs> the real highlight is that there is a Blu-ray release of The Room. Really? Yep. They are releasing The Room on Blu-ray with the worst cover. Like, the problem is that this cover Is this a Tommy Wiseau's face? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. But it's a worse picture than the normal so one. So I don't understand The Room. Is it a horror movie or is it a drama where people are horribly acting in it's it? It's a drama where people are horribly acting. I don't understand the trailer every time I see it. Right. We should just go to the Esquire. Yeah, we really should go see the. Group. I don't want to see it. No, it, it's a. It's become like a Rocky Horror Picture Show thing. You can like break stuff it. and throw stuff at the screen. Yeah, and... everybody brings spoons to throw at the sp- screen. What if um, it rips the screen? If I was at the Esquire, I'd be pissed. <laughs> no, they do it. It's for fun. Plus, the Esquire screen is already made like half of white. Yeah, screw tape you, man. Anyway. We're gonna go. Random high five, James. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh. Yeah, you <laughs> high five and see that shit, and then you can tell me how 
shitty your shitty night was. <laughs> how shitty our shit is. Yeah. With all the midnight shows, I wonder how much movie that uh, money that movie's making. You know, like <laughs> don't they do it once bucks. a month or something? Yeah. Do they have to actually give any of that money to Tommy Wiseau? I imagine they have to, or whatever oh. studio financed it. But I can't imagine any studio actually financed it. So, like, if you it. go to see like Jurassic <laughs> Park, if you go to see Jurassic Park at midnight, does like some of that money trickles back to Universal? Yeah. Wow. Because they have to pay for the print. Yeah, Universal. Well, I guess yeah. now it's digital copies because they replaced the film reels and like at there's the no film protectors at the landmarks anymore. Oh, really? They They're renovated Shea Artiste and uh, Esquire. Oh, wow. I smell cat shit. Did I'm a cat totally come out here and just shit? No, no. That's me. You smell like cat shit? The cat, no, the cat is right here next to me. No, I'm talking, um, that cat doesn't do that. I'm talking oh. about disease cat. Oh, I can't tell the difference between disease cat and the regular cat now. That really? Disease cat She's really wear. nice and fluffy. Disease cat is grumpy and... Yeah, but it used to be easy because disease cat used to have a t-shirt on it <laughs> to cover its diseased body. Um, so if any of those yeah, movies so. interest you, you can go to digitalbits.com, click on yeah. the box art, it'll take you to Amazon, where when you buy the movie, you'll support Digital Bits. Yeah, not only will money go to Tommy Wiseau, money will also go to the Digital Bits, which is cool. And Amazon. Hell, yes. Mostly Amazon. Was it a big week of news? Find out as James unspools some real news. It's real news! Nope. And that's news. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, but really, there wasn't much. Um, uh, Glenn Mazzara left The Walking Dead this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not this week. He's going to leave at the end of the season. Which I always thought was weird. I'm reading the, uh, I didn't read that article. I read the one on, on Variety. Yeah. And it, I don't get how you can have a difference of opinions when the guy has directed the show to its most successful time. Yeah. So you just listen to the guy who's in charge of the show? It. It's weird to me. It's one of those weird. It's one of those things where I'd I'd love to know so much more about the exact exactly what's going on, because um, it is also entirely possible that having somebody like Robert Kirkman on the in the writers' room and having him say like, "No, this is where we should go." Why don't you just make Kirkman might the be, showrunner then? Well, they haven't announced who the showrunner is. <laughs> um, that very well may happen. Is Kirkman a dick? No. Well. Uh, I mean the thing he's with, a half dick. The thing with Tony Moore. Yeah, it's the Tony Moore thing that's the biggest part. Because um, every interview I've seen him in, he seems like a well, yeah, he's I a really he cool seems, dude. Yeah. He's a, he seems like a sweetheart. Um, if you ever, but I guess he wouldn't have pull at AMC. Well, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't. Yeah, I I can't imagine he could be where he is by being a total dick. Um, the thing with Tony Moore seems like those guys just never quite sat down and worked it out. Um, yeah. And it's a shame because they were friends. Yeah. Know? They 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 came into well, comics. Tony Moore still has to make money off it because they give him credit for the characters. Oh yeah, so. yeah, no, he's still making bank off of it, all of it. So yeah, um, I wouldn't be too bad to be like, whatever. Yeah, I think I think that uh, he's a better artist. Oh oh, then Charlie Adler. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, man! Especially especially when the changeover happened. Oh yeah. I th- I almost put Walking Dead down when I was reading it because I was like, I don't think I can keep reading this if Tony Moore's not on it. Yep. And that was when I was getting into comics, so I didn't hardly know anything about art. I we just, need. I could look at Charlie Adler's art and go, "This is shit." When he made their the kids' heads as big as Hello Kitty heads. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Weird. Carl looks so bad in those in those first few trades. He's a better artist than me. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, that's not saying a lot in a world full of artists. <laughs> yep. Um, in a world full of artists. Uh, the okay, you guys have seen Arrested Development, right? Oh yeah. Okay, all of those fake shows that were on Arrested Development, like. Boy fights and uh, <laughs> girls with low oh, gr- yeah. girls with Boy low self esteem. I totally forgot that. <laughs> and Lay's, co- Lay's cousins danger huh? Um All of those are now on Netflix. 
and Scandal Makers. If you if you go on to Netflix and you search for Scandal Makers, it will come up. Uh, if you select it, it'll just send you to the Arrested Development page. Uh, but I think this is awesome. Uh, I really hope that someone so at some a, point it's they just a search function like there's yeah, no actual content. Ser- yeah, no, it's not. Uh, I, see uh, as a full <laughs> I know. I was just gonna say I really hope that they would take those those little clips out and just make it like just so you could go straight to boy fights. I mean, <laughs> it would end up making Netflix kind of like YouTube, but only for Arrested Development <laughs> uh, shots. Um, but still, uh, it's just neat. Um, a little viral mar- viral viral yeah. marketing going on there. Yeah, uh, which is a cool way for Netflix to do it since. Um, they have that kind of control, and they are now like owning oh, was, development. Wasn't there one where uh, Wrench Wrench will be there? Wh- who was it? Uh, the mom and she's was the world's worst driver. Oh, was that one of them, or was it? Uh, yeah, world, world's worst drivers. Classic crashes, funny fender benders, and stupid side swipes are on display. That's the other thing is that they have also put in. Um, like cast information, genre information, and little descriptions for all of it. So I have them all right here. Um, there's no way to hide from these highway horrors. Yeah. Remember in basketball when it was roadkill? Yeah. Oh, 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 take oh. The game. <laughs> I think maybe the one that I'm most excited about, though, is Caged Wisdom's Musings from Prison. <laughs> that one, man. I really, because there's enough from that show. You could cut that together and make it like a little 10-minute episode. I really think you could. Uh, and the very last thing is that Eddie Murphy is worthless. Why? No, sorry. Ed, not worthless. He's um, the the least worth. He's the least valuable. That's what I'm looking for. Um, Forbes this week put out the list that they do every year, uh, which decided that Eddie Murphy costs way too much money for movies that make no money at all. Um, hey, Shrek, I'm a donkey, Shrek. One of the biggest I just watched ones that was, office the other day. <laughs> remember that, like, 10,000 words or 1,000 words or whatever? Mm-hmm. That's the movie. I uh, gotcha. Because um, he didn't really do a lot this year, but he got paid so much for that movie, and it made so little money. Um, the, I think the only surprising person on here, because, like, the number two person is Katherine Heigl, which, yeah, that, that one one shot for the money or whatever movie. Bounty Hunter? Yeah, no, not the... Yeah, uh, yeah, it was the movie that was like the bounty, yeah. Um... <laughs> That movie didn't do very well either because it was like February. So uh, the surprising one on here is actually Denzel Washington, um, because well, it's, well, flight, yeah, but f- did that make flight, money though? Flight yeah. and Safe House. Um, well, but it's 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 they're not just talking about how much money the movie made. They're talking about that by comparison to how much he got paid. So Denzel Washington, because he's Denzel F and Washington, gets paid a lot of money for the movies mm-hmm. he's in, and then those movies, you know, they they perform well, but. Because of how much he's get pay, getting paid, no. he, he it shows he shows up on this list. Um, I think that's what's really interesting. Because like a few years ago, um, they they also do this the the inverse way where they say like who are who are the actors who if you put them in their movie you pay the least for them and they make you lots of money most valuable. Um, and I think that uh, Shia LaBeouf was like one or two mm-hmm. because he asked like for nothing. He asked for nothing, and then he's in Transformers movies. You know, um, so. I just thought I honestly I just wanted to talk about it because I wanted to call Eddie Wor- Eddie Murphy worthless. You're mean, hey, James. Hey Ryan, it's your girlfriend, and I'm angry. What the office? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when Michael gets Ryan's phone number, leaves him a bunch of voicemails. Anyway, that's hi. Nice. This is Michael Jackson. I'm calling from. I told you to call me only about real problems, Michael. <laughs> yeah, when you tell me to call about the news, what is it? The news, oh. the news section. Is now. Oh, he also told me to. Oh, Fuck when he's calling Jan. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Fuck. Anyways, 
Oh, that, that was news. <laughs> that was news. Thanks for listening to the news. Comic Book Corner. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. I'm I'm going to shock you guys. I'm going to pick a Spider-Man book. Oh, god damn. But I'm going to pick one so I'm random. take a break. I'll see you later. <laughs> Is it like a Christmassy Spider-Man book? No. God damn. I was recently, I've been going to comic stores and trying to fill in my holes in my Spectacular Spider-Man yeah, run. You are, oh. And uh, I found this one that I never wanted to get because the cover was so goofy. And it, it's uh, number Spectacular Spider-Man number 86. And it's called Assistant Editors uh, Month. So the art, and it's this famous cartoonist who drew Spider-Man with, basically looks like a, a mad cartoon from the magazine oh, Mad. Yeah. And is actually really funny and there's purposely misspelled words and misuse of punctuation and misuse of words in it huh that i was actually laughing out loud reading this book because and they they took one of spider-man's horrible villains called fly the fly and he couldn't stop eating trash was his thing it's it's really goofy and it's totally dumb but for some reason i enjoyed it because it was funny yeah and uh I don't know. I just you don't see that very often in um, comic books, and to take characters that are usually so serious to make them um, goofy and that and the, it's bookended by this this the editor is on vacation, so the assistant editor is in charge, and he has this great idea to get. I think his name's Mike Zack is the cartoonist. He says, "I'm going to get Mike Zack, and it's going to be my shining moment." And it's drawn really nice at the beginning by a real comic artist. And then it goes into this cartoon and the fly eating trash and Spider-Man trying to not uh, get out of going to Black Cat's apartment to have sex with her. It's really funny. Is it? Is it? Sorry, is it a one shot or is it in canon? It's a one shot. Like, okay, it, it's not in canon. Yeah. And in fact, the 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 epilogue is them. Uh, the the editor comes in. He says, "I got to save this somehow." And it's this kind of really interesting intrigue where Spider Man says that he's going to reveal everything to the Black Cat, and it, it's just a really goofy comic. And by and reveal everything to the Black Cat, he means his secret identity. Oh, damn it! They've already fucked James. Oh, oh, okay, good. With the masks on. What? Her mask is not very like. No, dude, but Felicia Hardy is fucking sexy. Yeah, she has that like fur that goes in between her her cleavage. How old is she? And she has white hair already. Uh, it's platinum blonde. <laughs> but well, no. The real problem is that she has hair growing between her cleavage. No, it's fur. That's She's the, the black cat. Part. Oh, I thought you meant that. Oh, okay. God, you guys are so inappropriate. I thought you meant and her she boobs had her. are really big. Yeah, and holy well, Jesus, she, I wanted to fuck them. <laughs> that's because she is a woman in comics. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're looking for just like a goofy comic, I mean, you can pick it up. Coins, cards for a dollar fifty. I'm not even joking. Oh, dude. And if you say, I want to read a Spider-Man comic that makes absolutely no sense, eh, you can pick that one up. Cool. And the fly eats trash. Now, $1.50 is really expensive. Are there are there books there that are like more than $1.50 that I could get for less than they are? Of course. Most of their back issues are half off, as long as it has not a green tag. Oh. Everything that doesn't have a green tag is half off. Cool. And I am also going to put out a little shout out. The final issue of Amazing Spider-Man comes out December 26th. Yeah, I'm sure we'll never read Amazing Spider-Man ever again. Probably not. I mean, it happened to Batman. What are you going to talk about? Yeah, that's right. Batman's dead. Uh, Don't worry, guys. I have, you know, about 1,200 Spider-Man issues. I'm sure I can dig something out. But I am also reading Marvel Masterworks. And then he makes fun of me because I read weird and different things. You start going backwards chronologically. Yeah. (laughs) But the Marvel Masterworks is really good. They just basically take old Spider-Man books and, you know, reprint them. But 
I, I've been enjoying them because they have Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy are fighting for Peter Parker. And it just, I don't know, because you know that Gwen Stacy dies, it kind of adds a little more weight to it. Mm. And the art's beautiful. Romita's a great artist. Gwen Stacy does? She does. Oh, man. It's going to suck. I like Emma Stone. Yeah. Well, don't get too attached to her in the comic oh. book movie. Oh, good. Man. No, Emma Stone's amazing. So we saw two movies this week. Well, me and James did. I don't, I'm waiting yeah. for James to react. He's just like staring no, at my no, fucking no. wall. No, what well, the you went fuck right, are you doing, James? You went right into it. I wanted there to be a little space there where he could cut it. Yeah. Yeah, to, we, we to did. cut what? We did. To put in like the, I don't know, whatever what? he has to you put You guys are in. making this worse. Yeah. He puts in the trailer after I say, should we go see that movie? Yeah, like, Was this your first time you've done this podcast two years later? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Almost two years later? No, it's not two not two years till May. Yeah, almost. Good job, boys. Man, it's been a quick yeah. Um Brad didn't see these movies with us, but me and James saw two movies this week. Um the first movie I saw was This Is Forty, so we'll start with This Is Forty. Cool. Um James, should people go see This Is Forty? Um if you consider yourself a fan of Judd Apatow, and I don't mean the Apatow crew, but Apatow. If you're that person who, despite what your friends say, think that funny. The people, writer, the director. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> um, if you're one of those people who, despite what your 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 silly plebeian friends say, think that Funny People is is a really good movie, uh, yeah, I think you should check this out. Um, I don't think it's the best thing that he's done, but it's got some really funny stuff in it, and and I think some some interesting um, character moments. Um, but there's not really a plot. I agree. I think the movie is funny. Yeah. Um, but. I, yeah, there's a, here, Brad. Play the trailer, and then we'll get into the review of the movie. But it is funny, kind of. I mean, you could really. Uh... This sounds horrible, but do you ever wonder what it would be like if you and your wife were separated by something bigger, like death, like her death? I have given it a, a fair amount of thought, not in any painful way, but just like a gentle floating off. It's got to be peaceful. I mean, this is the mother of your children, and then the new wife would be great. God, I can't wait to meet my second wife. I hope she likes me better than this one. <laughs> what are you doing? You've been in here for like 20 minutes. Stop treating me like a child. Stop it! This is a bunch of BS. You're acting like a bee. You're so mean since your body got weird. Isn't the music industry kind of a tough game these days? I have responsibilities. I can't afford to sit in my apartment getting baked, watching porn, and going to Tommy's Chili Burgers at 3 in the morning. That's not even the order that that happens in. Why does it say 38 and not 40? Because your mom wants to be 38. Let's not mention it again. <gasps> it doesn't seem like our lives should be this much work. If your son insults my daughter again, I'll be so sorry. It touched my nipple. I got right below your shoulder. I have very high nipples. <laughs> We're going to blink and be 90. What? We have to make a choice to make things different. Hey, buddy. You should stop letting your dad make you feel guilty. I can't lend you any more money. Your mother wanted you aborted. Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't let 40 hit you like it's 40. Are those real? Yeah. I'm just young. Fight. I don't know. You get so mad at me. <laughs> Sometimes I think you want to kill me. I do want to kill you. How would you do it? I would poison your cupcakes that you pretend not to eat every day. I would enjoy our last few months together, but while killing you. <laughs> they love you because you're the fighter. One person in a relationship's got a punch. 
magic cookie. I'm for anything, do you? I think this room has rodents. I just saw it. Have you seen my starfish? Where'd I put my starfish? <laughs> Get into the movie without even. <laughs> I was hoping that'd be that really was, hard to cut. Um, that was good. Yeah, there's really no plot to this movie. It's literally these, uh, this couple from the Knocked Up who yeah. are, they both turn forty in the same week. Which, which even though he says it's Knocked Up, I'm sorry, but there, this is this is Judd Apatow and his wife. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, because it's even his children again who are amazing. Oh yeah. Um, but but it really it, it feels not at all like knocked up. No, it feels like a movie about that is very yeah, personal and, and for him. To hit on your point about the plot, there's really no plot in it. I mean, the plot is that they're in financial trouble. Yeah, but at the same, I mean, there's a lot of conflicts, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like there is really a plot. Like even yeah, that financial that's I mean. thing is not driving it. It's no. just one more of the things that are are stressing this couple. Yeah, and it's just really a couple that it's their life. It's yeah it's their 40th year on this earth and it's them talking yeah and they they fight like a couple yeah i mean because they they fight because of the finances thing they fight because of their age they fight because of um the stuff with their kids but i Um, will i will say there's some great character moments in it yeah um it's kind of hinted of in the trailer uh depending on which one brad puts in but she uh he asks if he's she's ever thought about killing him (laughs) and she goes into this long is a really long monologue about how she would poison his cupcakes a little each day and how it'd be just slow. And so she, so we'd have to cherish his last few moments with her, even though she's the one who was killing him. And it is really good. Yeah. I think that what's, what's best about this movie is that I feel like it's giving us a, a really good and well-rounded look at what a couple, not every, not every married couple, but some, and maybe a lot of married couples are, are like at that point where, um, we see a lot of really good scenes where they clearly love each other and they're having a lot of fun together. Um, and we see how, how much they care about their kids and things like that. But then that is contrasted by the times that they fight. Mm-hmm. And, and there are in fact so many little things wrong with it that it comes down to a place where you almost feel like, holy shit, is this going to be a movie where it ends where they get divorced and they are trying to kind of saying like, well, sometimes people should get divorced. And that's the idea of the movie. Um, I don't think there's any reason for me to say whether or not that actually happens, but the fact that it can actually show that sort of a binary kind of couple um, is really interesting and, and I think fresh. Um, I mean, because I, I, I cared about them a lot, and I cared about them both as a couple and individually, and so even in those fights, there was a point where I was like, oh, Yeah, you don't God, know who to like, root for. No, exactly. Well, because there isn't anyone. Yeah. Like, they're fighting over stuff where it's almost like, like sometimes they're fighting over stuff where you think, yes, this is something they should fight over, and sometimes it's not. Um, it just seems very real. Um, but it's also at the same t- as as good as all of that is, it's it just sort of meanders. Yeah. Um, it is it is simply a sequence of characters. It is not a, a, a film with a story necessarily. Yeah. The uh, the supporting characters are really good. Again, uh, John Lithgow is very good, and he's not in it very much, no. but you feel his pain and. You know, what I loved about his character's arc is he starts off as kind of an absentee father, and it's like he doesn't care, but then he has that moment with her at the end. He says, no, my life sucks. Yeah. No one asked me how I'm doing, and, you know, I left you, yeah, when you were eight, but I'm not living, you know, a great life right now, and my kid doesn't like me, and it's... And, and it's he really sort of says, like, and, and I would like to change the things that are wrong with us, but I just don't know how. Yeah. Um, which, which rings very true in this movie where 
you feel like this couple at their age is trying to change things about their lives, but again, they don't know how. Um, yeah, it's a bunch of people who don't know how to fix the, the all of their all of their problems, um, and maybe that's okay. I I love too the parallels with Lost that they constantly had. Oh my god, being a Lost fan, <laughs> yeah. um, they kept on drawing <sighs> comparisons to the show to what's happening in real life because again. A lot of people think loss is about the island, but it's really about the character development and how they grow. And uh, the last scene where their daughter Sadie's explaining to John Lithgow's character about, you know, that they fulfilled their destiny. And then, you know, uh, Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann, they're, they're fulfilling their destiny of being together. And stuff. Yeah. so I thought it was really clever. I, I would love to know that that is something real and that Maude really is like super into Lost yeah, and and, lo- and watches it all the time, or at least did for a while. Um, but um, the kids, you're right, are amazing in this. Yeah, the, there is only they're really one, believable. There's only one line that the that the youngest daughter delivers where, and I, I think she it's because she doesn't really understand what she's saying. Um, that 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 comes across like, oh, okay, well, she's talking to she's like she's staring at her dad behind the camera, mm-hmm. trying to deliver the line right. Um, but the two of them, man, their scenes together are amazing. Mm-hmm. That the oh the scene. Well, the, the the all of the scenes between their bedrooms are maybe the best things in the movie. Honestly. The haunted cow, I was laughing. Yes, the haunted cow is great. That the whole that her whole speech about like, man, you're 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 no you're so mean since your body got weird. Like she just wants to hang out with mm-hmm. her sister, and her sister has sort of outgrown her. Um, ah, fuck! I want the next movie to be that. Honestly, <laughs> I want his next movie. Well, to it be probably a movie. will be. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. Because every movie, his kids are in it more and more. Um, but it really like that was maybe the most emotional part of the story to me um, was in the way that they that they sort of reconcile themselves, maybe because of the way they've watched their parents fight. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's, but again, I don't know because the movie doesn't tell me anything because there is no plot. Yeah. The the part that I was laughing the most at is they're, when they're in bed together and Paul Rudd's just farting for no reason. <laughs> and he's like blaming the springs. I do that with Laura all the time. Uh, I blame yeah. our cats. Yeah. Um, so that was really funny. But yeah, I. I mean the movie's good. I don't know if you have to rush out to see it. No, I um, yeah, I would say rent it for sure. Yeah. Um yeah. And if it sounds um, you know, kind of just dragging along my review it's cuz this movie drags too. Yeah. There's points that are Cuz you know, cuz yeah, I will say this, things like this, I'll the, say something that might shock you. What? I think Megan Fox is actually pretty good in this movie. I agree. She I'm is sorry. Because I do. when she's given characters that are written well, she's not that bad. Well, she's also very sparse and being and and she's being asked to to sort of be pretty and probably kind of act like herself. I would I would think because um, there's not a lot of scenes where she's she's funny. I don't think yeah. she is dramatically good. You no, know what that's saying? what I mean. Like, yeah. you kind of like her in it. Whereas the Transformer yeah. movies, I couldn't stand her. Well, yeah. Um, and that she, was a really creepy scene too with her Asian. Uh, employee oh yes where her asian employee was on drugs or something and she's like what, what was oh. i forget her oh debbie um, fuck you debbie <laughs> am i fired <laughs> oh. and yeah. uh, melissa mccarthy was really funny in it her little scenes um charlene yee is that actress's yeah. name which if you ever saw uh what was that movie where she and uh, michael sarah heart something paper heart yeah um that she's great in that as well but she, and she's good in this uh yeah, yeah, there's lots of great performances. I mean, 
It's but yeah, you could probably just rent it. I don't think you have to drop the ten fifty at the oh, movie plex to see it. Albert Brooks is really good. Yeah. Um and like his scenes with his triplets where especially the one triplet who keeps having the lines like, My dad doesn't know my name. Oh yeah. What was his last God one? damn it, that's not my name. Oh yeah, he says he picks up his son's like because uh, they're all the same and uh the last joke with them is they cut their hair different so he can tell them apart. Because <laughs> at the beginning of the movie, he says, I can't even tell them the fuck apart. Yeah. And so he runs up and he says, oh, I got Travis. He's like, God damn it, my name's Jack. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this yeah. little five-year-old boy. <laughs> um, but that scene at the table where everybody's fighting, uh, it drags on weight. I think oh, that yeah. is the one scene where it's like, oh, get me out of this scene. Well, yeah, because it's stupid um, because no one says what they want to say to Albert Brooks. And yeah. how could you hide giving your father $80,000 from your wife? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think that's almost impossible. Yeah. Oh, Michael Ian Black is really good. He is totally straight man, but like deliver- his, his timing is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We're here to help you. Anything you need. I mean, there's no way well, I what, can help. What you. should we do? Oh, there's nothing I can do for <laughs> you. But <laughs> oh, it's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do like Michael Ian Black. He's always pretty funny and shit. He does absolutely. Um, so I, I think that is to say that I, I end up being disappointed by this movie because I I expect real like real good dramatic arcs mm-hmm. from 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 Judd Apatow and there isn't I, I don't any. think there is It's just here. about them living um, their life. Yeah. I mean I unfortunately I think he has still never quite um there there is an a, there is an episode of, of Freaks and Geeks where um Bill has a a horrible horrible day and he gets home and he's sad and he sits down in front of the TV and turns on the TV and he starts laughing and cheers up. I still don't think Judd Apatow has ever reached that level of great writing since mm-hmm. then. Um, and it's a shame, um, but maybe next time it'll it'll you know it's still a good. Movie. I still enjoy his movies. Absolutely. Uh, the second movie we saw was Jack Reacher. Now I understand why they didn't call it One Shot because they definitely want a franchise. I, I was watching it and it says no, the next one's gonna be like Jack Reacher Two Shot or whatever. I don't know. Um, James, should people go see Jack Reacher? Um, yeah, absolutely. I I, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I think don't go into it expecting necessarily like a Tom Cruise action movie. Look at it more like a like a sh- modern Sherlock Holmes where people get shot at the end and there are some car chases um, because there is a lot of detective stuff in this movie. But I, I, I also think that people should be warned that um, if you are somebody who has been... Oh, fuck. I just asked if you should see it. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> if you are somebody who has been personally affected by... Uh, any of the shootings this oh, year, serious, I would sorry. say, yeah, sorry, yeah, <laughs> way to, yeah, way to jump in when I'm getting serious. Um, if you are somebody who has been personally affected, either you knew somebody or it's just really disturbed you, I would say, don't see this in theaters. Um, um, I thought this movie was totally badass. Yeah, and the part you're talking about, I th- well, we'll get into it, but here's a trailer for Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher is a ghost served in the military police a brilliant investigator troublemaker too then two years ago he disappears you don't find this guy unless he wants to be found excuse me sir there's a jack reacher here to see you can i help you james barr you say he shot five people i don't believe he did what exactly are you saying he was framed. What does an army cop do mostly? What you do? With one minor difference. Every suspect was a trained killer. What do we hope to find? The truth. The soldier is asking questions no one else would ask. 
get the lawyer. Helen? No. Helen, are you hurt? Do I have to tell you how this works? Do you think I'm a hero? I am not a hero. Lawyer's all yours. On second thought? I'd like to kill you. They want me to run. Then I'm gonna finish this. You're a little rusty, Mr. Reacher. I have nothing to lose. And if you're smart, that scares you. He doesn't care about the law. He doesn't care about proof. He only cares about what's right. Out of the car! music in the trailer i don't know and the music gets me pumped up which yeah, wasn't in the movie though no it's not uh, there's really no not very much i noticed there wasn't very much music in the movie no um but the to get to your point the opening i think 15 minutes not a single word of dialogue is said it and feel, it, i don't know if it is 15 minutes but it feels long um it, oh because there's also the detective part i was yeah. just talking about the shooting, yeah well yeah. the, the yeah. whole the first 10 minutes of the movie is this guy sniping people yeah not a word said it, and they're doing that to set up that it's a random act of violence, which unfortunately in the last year or so it's happened quite a bit yeah. in America where the, this guy literally shows up and starts picking off people. And, and I, I want to say that I don't think that it is an egregious use of that. I think that it is a really well done use no, of it, and that's the problem. It's it, probably they, the most... They do it so well, and they... they get you emotionally invested without any dialogue or without us knowing the people that he's shooting so well that it is disturbing to I think, watch. I, think I was uncomfortable sitting in the theater. I think it's disturbing because it is so random. I yeah. mean, they don't say, up, oh, this guy, you know, uh, butt fucked a nun, so we're going to shoot him. Yeah. But it, it's literally just people... <laughs> yeah, it's not that he butt fucked a nun. No, it's yeah. literally people just going about their business who get shot. Yeah. Um, but that also sets up the interesting premise of the movie where um, they, they accuse an army sniper of it because all the evidence points to this kid and he doesn't write a confession. He just says, get me Jack Reacher. And I, I love that his intro where they're saying, because it's basically extended trailer from the movie, but they're saying he stays off the grid and they show how he stays off the grid and he just shows up and he, he's kind of a, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good scene where, I mean, it seems silly, um, but it works as a good scene where, like, they're talking about yeah. him and there's all this exposition and they're like, how are we going to find this guy? And then, like, the the secretary comes in and is like, uh, Jack Reacher's here to see you guys. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, that's good, man. Yeah. It's silly, but. You it, don't it, find it's, Jack it's Reacher. Jack Reacher finds you. <laughs> no, no, exactly. exactly. No, exactly. But it, what, you're right. What's cool about this movie is it's an action movie, but it has that hint of Sherlock Holmes to yeah, it. Yeah, there's a lot of detective. And a lot of detective um, because you really don't know who Jack Reacher is, but you do know that he's some sort of army investigator. Yeah. He, and was, he was like a military police, military police. And he's 
he's really good. And I, you know, a lot of people are giving crap because I guess in the co- uh, the comics, the book, Jack Reacher is described as six seven, blonde and tough guy, and people were concerned because Tom Cruise is like five eight. Black hair, obviously. That sounds. Is that really why people yeah. are complaining? Because honestly, that sounds far less interesting. Yeah, because a, bi- a in, big guy who can beat up on people is nowhere but, near as interesting. But see, what I think why Tom Cruise is such an I think he's such an underrated actor because he does so much with so little. Um, not I mean not height wise, but I mean there's <laughs> there's moments in the movie where he doesn't say anything, but he's so intense. Yeah, and. I, there's just, I mean, the whole scene where he's in the bar and that girl Sandy comes up to him, yeah, and she asks what his name is, and he doesn't give the real name to her, obviously, and he just has these really funny bits. Um, but there's a great line where you know her five brothers are going to take her him outside to beat him up, and she says, "I hope you like the side of blood." He's like, "I know you do, because it means you're not pregnant." And <laughs> oh, he's a total bitch to her. Yeah, it's oh, awesome. It's bad. Uh, and he kicks the shit out of these guys. Yeah. And and in a dirty way, he's kicking him in the balls, yeah. and, and punching dudes in the balls, and breaking their, their arms, and, and just keeps punching them in the balls. You're like, oh, that's bad. Yeah, it's cool. The, the movie's really cool. I like watching dudes punch other dudes <laughs> in the balls. I bet you do. <laughs> um, well, you can't really describe this movie too much because there's you'll ruin a lot of the plot. Yeah, but uh, suffice to say, he starts you know piecing together, and he has this. Um, I mean, the, the he has. The DA or this, not the DA, the defendant's lawyer go talk to the victim's families because he wants her to see what he sees. He says, you got to look at victims objectively, too, because maybe there's something happening here that you don't know. Which is, it's the end to him figuring out what's going on. Yeah, and it's really Um, intense. And and an interesting one. Yeah, that scene. Oh, man. And what's neat about that is that it works both as as this tension-building scene, but also an emotional one where we Mm -hmm. sort of get to know better... Um, how important this whole, uh, this whole s- situation at the beginning is. Um, yep, and it's, it's yeah, the movie's awesome. I, yeah. I I really liked this movie. Yeah. Um, I because I, I I always tell everybody I don't think Tom Cruise really makes bad movies. Um, I always go into his movies knowing that he's at least going to entertain me, and he I, does it again. I've never seen Night and Day, but I I expect that Night and Day might be one that 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 one people said was very. I don't mediocre. think it's Did that you bad. See it? Oh, you guys saw it? I've seen it. That was I before we it. did the show. Yeah, I don't um, think it's that bad. It's boring. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I mean, would you say it's a bad movie though? I, I mean, in so much that I don't think you go into Tom Cruise movies and they're like, "Oh, this is total shit." Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a Tom Cruise movie where I can't enjoy some parts of At it. At least not in the last twenty years. You know, it's definitely not maybe House of the you, Dead. If you go back to like yeah. cocktails, I've never seen cocktails, but cocktails might be. It's shit. cocktail, by the way. Jesus, God, whatever. And you know what? Kokomo's in it, so it can't be. It's not that bad. Doesn't it have like Leah Thompson naked in it? Uh, Elizabeth Shue. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, the movie's not great, but I mean, yeah. But, but, but what I'm Jack saying Richards. is, since he became a superstar, oh, yeah. I think you're right. Um, that yeah, all of his movies, he keeps a pretty high quality on them. And I mean, this one with with, with lesser talents involved, I think could have been bad. Oh yeah, uh, because it it could have been. We didn't see Alex Cross, but it could have come across like that. Where Cross. Um, but I thought, but you're right. I mean, the movie's really well made. I yeah. mean, it's shot well. Um, it has a great pace to it. There's a really good car chase in there. there yeah, the car chase is badass. No music in this car chase. Yeah, it's literally just the roar of his car engine and. And I think it's cool because he's he comes across as not the best driver. Yeah, there's a lot of fish tailing, and he runs into things and kills the car, and like, and um, you can see him getting pissed when he's driving. Yeah, you know, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he almost, oh yeah, 
That's a good car chase. And Robert Duvall has a great little character arc in it. Oh yeah. Uh, I I forgot about that. Yeah, he's Robert uh, Duvall is really fun in this. Um, I think uh, if there is a the weakest part of this movie is is probably Rosamund Pike, and that's not necessarily because of her. I don't, just I don't think that she is. Yeah, I don't think that she is necessarily bad in this movie. I mean, she's never been the strongest actress, but she's she she, she does boobs. fine. Um, yeah, she does. There's a part um, where she leans over. I was like, nice. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I think the problem is that she ends up, especially later in the movie, being sort of this exposition machine where she is really just there to show us how Jack Reacher is figuring out stuff, you know? Um, they sort of bounce things off each other, but she doesn't really figure anything out. Um, and there are a couple of scenes, like like when she confronts her father, mm-hmm. where she just... Like, her motivations are completely weird, and I don't understand the character anymore. Well, she doesn't want to believe um, Jack Reacher in it. Yeah. Which, I mean, I understand. I mean, there's so much evidence against the guy. But it's cool that Jack Reacher has to constantly prove to her, says, no, this is what happened. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to spoil this movie. Um, because I love the ending of this movie. Yep. Where uh, the bad guy is going to... He says, well, if you let me go to jail, then you're going to have to one who's going to be the witness talking to Jack Reacher. And Jack likes to stay off the grid. So he shoots him in the face. Yep. <laughs> That's actually not my favorite part of the movie, though. Um, oh, I love when he fights a sniper guy. That was or, badass. Sorry, my, not my favorite part of the ending, I should say. My favorite part of the ending is actually that very last scene when she, when she goes to the guy who had been accused mm-hmm. of doing it, who we, we now know. Oh, do yeah. It. Um, and he's he, he at some point he ends up in a coma, um, and he wakes up and he doesn't remember doing it and thinks that it's just because he's been in the coma. Um, and, and there's a neat little scene of him, of us, or him sort of proving that he didn't do it. Uh, and then he says um, that the the reason he was the most scared about him doing it sort of was that uh, was that he was afraid because he was like, there's this guy out there, um, and if I had done this, he's going to come find me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he, he that's how he knows Jack Reacher, because uh, he made this promise that, like, I'm never, I'm never going to just go crazy and shoot people again. Um and it's it's just a chilling scene where you're yeah. like, fuck yeah, I need another Jack Reacher. Because he, cause Jack Reacher is kind of like this phantom yeah. where you don't know where he comes from. He just shows up and then he shoots people in the face and leaves. I think what's neat about it is it's another franchise where he can Mission Impossible this, where he just sort of yeah. shows up. And each, each you know, I think... Completely different characters in every movie. And just, each movie could be a different director and yeah. each have their own little take on it. Cause I, I did read an interview with him that I, the guy, Christopher... Uh, Christopher McQuarrie. Uh, is going to direct the next mission impossible oh really that he wants him to so um so i think that that could be cool yeah you know that's what's cool too i mean uh, yeah the movie's awesome if you want to see an action movie you definitely see it Um, but yeah but you're right be warned that the the beginning's unsettling yeah um i mean obviously it's the point but it's it's still pretty intense even for a pg-13 movie and i will say that as uh, what i was trying to say before was as much fun as this is um on with lesser talent behind it it could have ended up like you know, just any old episode of, you know, some crummy uh, cop show on TV, mm-hmm. you know. Like, the story itself is not so awesome, you know. It's more just the character and the action sequences and um, and those little bits that, that and make is that it, the, make it is cool. the, the one sniper guy, is that the dude who's in the new Die Hard movie? Yeah, I, I believe so. so. Yeah. I forget his name. Oh, that was one thing that threw me off was because they do... The opening scene, we see the actual guy who does it. Mm-hmm. After that, they show us flashbacks when they're piecing together how the guy they think did it did it, where the guy they think did it did it uh, is doing it, 
and he he looks similar but just has weird hair and i was really thrown off because i was like like the effect of that is supposed to be that they are telling us okay this is what happened but this is what they think happened but i was sitting there going okay i don't remember the first guy's face well enough so it wasn't until that guy shows up again in the Mm -hmm. movie about a third of the way in that then i was like no that's totally the guy from the beginning in the movie so clearly the thing is definitely wrong and they're not just trying to prove that he's crazy or whatever like uh Anyway, that was the one thing that bugged me. They should have gotten like one of them should have been Asian or something, because <laughs> that's the you know, I I only see in races apparently. I guess yeah. You're not you're colorblind, really, but you I'm see races just but fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really gotta give me two guys who look a lot more different than that. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, it's a good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Could it be in my top ten? Who knows? Probably. You know not. how you'll find out. Tune in next week to the Real Nerds Film Explosion 2012, where we reveal our top ten movies. It will be a long podcast. They always are, but they're lots of fun. I've had a couple people say they liked our last one. So, um. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I got to tell you this really quick though. When I was in This Is Forty, mm-hmm. uh, there's the scene which, if you've seen the trailer, there's the scene where like uh, Leslie Mann is squeezing up on on Megan Fox, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I was sitting next to these people who brought like their 12 year old son to see this movie, and the whole time I'm thinking, first of all. If this weren't clearly not intended for him, you know, maturity wise, mm-hmm. it's also about like, you know, adult issues and he's not going to appreciate it. And he ended up being bored most of the time. But during that scene, the dad like leans forward and looks over and is like smiling at his son. His <laughs> wife is between them. That's creepy. He is. He's, it's, that, it's him and his wife and his son. And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. Squeezing on Megan Fox's titty. Mm, yeah. <laughs> See, in mine, <sighs> this one dude I yelled at. I, oh, I didn't tell you the story. I yelled at a dude in the theater today. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, I went to the theater and, you know, at the mills it has the stadium and then the aisle way and then the more stadium right um when i got there the top was almost full so i'm like fuck it i'll just sit you know in the first row down here no one came down there yeah but the dude who was not in the like the handicap ones but the ones above the rail yeah so um you know she she was pregnant at one part in the movie Um, oh yeah yeah and Mm. before this this guy would try to fill in the lines for the actors in the movie so let's say um, a guy is like, hey, check this out. And the I don't remember exactly what he said the first time. He's like, it's my asshole or whatever. But he didn't say that. I'm being yeah, funny yeah, than yeah. the guy. He was, <laughs> but he would say, it's my butt. He would say it as loud as I'm talking now. He yeah. And everyone in the So when she was, they were getting in a fight and she leaned in and I don't know if she was hugging him or something afterwards. And she says, I just have one more thing to say to you. And the dude says, I'm pregnant. And I, I leaned back and said, dude, shut up. Good. And everyone went, yeah. And then he probably went home and hung himself. So. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Uh, <laughs> Happy holidays. <Yeah>. Happy holidays <laughs> from Merry the real Merry Christmas, nerds. everybody. I hope you hang yourselves. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Well, and then he, uh, so he, he get, like, he's there with his wife. That's what threw me off the most, was that then, like, there'd be scenes, I would hear him say things like, oh, yeah, I'd hit that. I'm going, dude, you're, like, 45 years old. You have a kid and a wife. Don't just shut your mouth. And you know, Megan Fox isn't that hot. Yeah. You know, she has a pretty she's nice body. Yeah, she's not unattractive. Yeah, but yeah, no, but I, uh, maybe it's just because I think that, she's I, so thing, dumb I'm in not, the Transformer I'm movies. I'm not saying that he shouldn't say he would hit that. Yeah, no, I guess to your 12 year old son, you're know. like, hey, son. Uh, 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 yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, son, you're gonna go home. Bet and you jerk wish off your mom looked like this, right? <laughs> yeah, with her saggy boobs and her flat ass. Fuck you. Jason Segel is really good in it. We didn't talk about him. Oh, no, yeah, and then the scene when Leslie Mann's like, 
her one boob is hanging out and it's a serious it's a serious mm-hmm. scene it really is and he i just ha- keep hearing him going every every time they would cut to her and her boob was still hanging out he'd go yeah really yeah yeah he Weird. would yeah Oh, like, yeah. creepy, creepy like that. Yeah, I'm going. Mm. Ser- Come on, your wife is in the sitting right next to you. I would be totally on her side if she punched you in the balls, Jack Reacher style. <laughs> Jack Reacher, to, well, yeah, break but your I'm arm, gonna, then punch you in the balls. Actually, my favorite line from Jack Reacher though is, "I'm gonna beat this. Sh- I'm gonna beat you to death, and then drink your blood out of a boot." <laughs> yeah, that, that is the best line in a whole movie. Well, that too, when he's beating up those five guys, he says, "You really want to do this? It's three against one." Don't you mean five against one? No, because I'm going to beat you up, and then two of your gung-ho friends are going to try to do it, and the other two guys are going to run away. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. good. Hey, Jack Reacher, it's awesome. Yeah. I love Tom Cruise. <laughs> and don't talk during movies, please. And don't talk during movies, because I will tell you to shut up. I interrupted. Did we tell people to call us and stuff? Yeah. Cool. At the beginning of the show. Oh, but, yeah. Um, make go sure... Back, go back to the beginning of the show and listen to the, that part again. Absolutely. Make sure <laughs> that... You do if you if you would like to send us your top ten movies from this year so we can have a fan top movie of the year fans yeah. choice fans oh. choice. Um, also next week we will see two movies. I'm going to see Django and Les Misérables. Yep, um, me too. Hopefully, I, I haven't heard very good things about Les Mis, but you know what? whatever. Yeah, it's like at fifty eight percent on the tomato. Oh, the, the critics reviews though are amazing. No, like, I'm talking about t- critics reviews. Do not uh, Entertainment Weekly gave it a C. Really? They said they spend like the. They and they even said that that Tom Hooper Hopper yeah, yeah Tom Hooper uh, is a horrible director whoa and that he shouldn't have won for King's Speech I'm, I'm not even joking they say this and they say that this movie has about ninety percent of it is at forty five degree angles and extreme close up of people's faces are you are you joking no, I'm not that's joking. the opposite of everything I've heard I'm not joking well, it's like King's Speech is you know, oh. all those extreme angles so. but I yeah, also I read that um, you will. People have got up and cheered after Anne Hathaway's song. Exactly, that's the stuff I've heard. And, is but no, the, you should open creeps. up. It's not. They're still thinking it's going to be nominated for best picture, but people do not like it. The critics. Well, it, yeah. But aren't the critics the ones who vote for the best picture in the Oscars? Anyway, well, I guess the Academy, whatever. Anyways, and you know what? If you uh, if you send in your list and you put like Django at the top, even though you haven't seen it, we won't know. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Anyways, so we do film explosion. We'll have our top ten movies. Um, we'll also see the t- two big movies that are coming out on Christmas Day. Um, plus, all, go ahead. plus we're all going to have uh, articles that are f- bigger lists mine will be 20 you guys are doing all the movies of the year it mm-hmm. sounds like those will be on the site so watch the blog plus watch the blog because we're going to have a bunch of articles about end of the year stuff up there um, best scores of the year uh, best movie you didn't see mm-hmm. all of that stuff that are, are fun little things we did last year um, we'll do we're going to do a blog for them yeah yeah because yeah. we're going to talk about the movies this year um Starting this week and then going into the week after that, that exactly. episode airs. Uh, you know, we'll have fun articles all week long. We yeah. love doing it. Um, from all of us at The Real Nerds, please be safe this holiday season. Absolutely. Um, we want you to have a Merry Christmas. Hopefully you'll get some movies and you can talk to us about them. Um, oh, yeah. And, and, and until next time, until Film Explosion 2012, um, be safe. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for listening to The Real Nerds. And I will have more sappy shit to say next week um, for... All of us at The Real Nerds, Merry fucking Christmas. I'm going to end up crying next week almost as much as I did the second time I saw Lincoln. No, dude, quit crying at movies. It's a fucking embarrassing going to them with you. Oh, my God. I cried so much. Look, everybody knows Lincoln dies at the end. It's no. been 150 fucking years, dude. It Let it go. Even, it wasn't even that. Honestly, the trigger this time was when was when um, Stevens points to that guy and is like, no, 
you, sir, are a fucking half lizard man. And that was the speech where I was like, you oh, cried? my God. Yeah, I did. That was what started me. I'm serious. Wow. That was the point. Oh, man. That movie. Gay. Oh, probably. Bye. Bye.